perfect. In every aspect of the game, you drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. Perfection. Let's go to work. You know, sometimes in life, you can think of all of the excuses that you need, or this is going on, or that's going on, or, you know, different things. But I just simply don't have one this time. Welcome back to Double Down with Dad. I'm your host, Zach Woodzel, and I did not get out an NFL episode last week. Um, Savvy Joe was sick, and like I said before, you can make excuses, but honestly, deep down, when I was recovering and I was just trying to just make it work while Hannah was out of town for, for training, I just didn't have the energy to do it, so I didn't do it. However, we're back. So what I want to do today, this is not going to be an NFL preview episode. What this is going to be is a NFL um, trade deadline. I guess we could go there just really quick. I'm not going to go over all the trades because not all of them are going to have any implications for this season. But I also want to wrap up the NBA, just kind of give up a two-week summary of my thoughts so far. But first, I want to go on a little bit of a rant and just give my opinion about something that's going on in the sports world right now. And that is the fact that every talk show is very short-sighted when it comes to sports. And you're probably wondering, what do I mean by that? And let me, let me shed some light for you. So, last week, Thursday Night Football, Joe Burrow played on Thursday night. First game without Jamar Chase. And... The Bengals offense just couldn't get started. He's my favorite quarterback, so of course I'm going to defend him. However, there was thing Twitter was blowing up. What is Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase? Who is Joe Burrow without his number one target? Is this really an MVP Joe Burrow? Is this really the guy that was at the Super Bowl last year? People, this is one game, and I can think of – more than just the one game in the NFL. Let's go to the NBA. The Lakers are making an early appearance in my show today, but the Los Angeles Lakers, they go defeated for the first four, five games of the season, I believe. I think it was five. First five games of the season, they move Russell Westbrook to the bench. The Lakers win that game. They acted like they won a, a World Series title. If you if you watch it, if you saw the video that I saw on Instagram, it is crazy how they celebrated. Yes, it was the head coach's first victory, and I get that's why the celebration was. But they were in the locker room. They were spraying water bottles. They were jumping around, hooting, hollering. And they won one game. The next day on SportsCenter, is this the, the save that Russell Westbrook needed? Is this the role that he ultimately needed to save his career? And people forget how bad he was to start the season. But because he had one good game coming off the bench, they think that this is going to ultimately resurrect what he's doing and this is going to change 
the fact that he has been bad for a long time. And I, I just pulled up his stats. This season, he's played in six games. He missed the one game against Denver. So the, in the six games that they've played, that he has played, he's averaging 13 points a game. He's averaging 37% from the field, 20% from three-point range. So you're telling me that he had one good game, and the game that everybody blew up was the game against, uh, I think it was Denver the second time. He's only been coming off the bench for two games. So he played 32 minutes, 18 points, shot 50% from the field, eight rebounds, eight assists. Anybody else in the NBA, that's an average stat line. But because it's Russell Westbrook and because it's the Lakers and it's one good game, they absolutely blew up. And why is that? If it's short term, why do, th- why do people take a game and absolutely blow it up? I understand that they need to have stories and they have to have something to talk about. But I have been and always will be a long-term, big-picture type of person. So when I look at this Lakers roster, and we've talked about it before, can this roster compete long distance? The answer is no, but let's get off the Lakers. Go back to the NFL, Joe Burrow. He had one bad game. Does that mean that Joe Burrow is not the quarterback that they thought he was? Does that mean that Joe Burrow is, is a failure in the NFL because of one bad game? The answer is no. Is Cincinnati as good as what they were last year? The answer is also no. But you have to look long term. The NBA right now, if you were to look at at the NBA standings as of right now, people could absolutely blow up because of what these standings look like. Let me give you a little bit of insight here. The Bucks are are number 1. Let's give you a couple surprise teams. Uh, the Wizards are four and four. The Sixers are only four and five. Joel Embiid's been hurt. We'll get there in a second. The Miami Heat are four and five. The Nets are two and six. Okay, in the West, the Portland Trailblazers are five and two. They always start hot. Hot. They'll fall off. The rebuilding Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs are seeds three and four. And right now. The Warriors, Clippers, Mavericks, or Timberwolves are all towards the bottom of the league. The NBA season is 82 games long. This is not going to continue for forever. I'm much more of a long-term, let's look at what's trending. Yes, we need to celebrate those things that are going on. We need to celebrate the fact that the Utah Jazz are surprising people at 6-3. and three. We do need to talk about the fact that Joel Embiid has been hurt for for Philadelphia, and they're kind of easing him back into it. But let's not panic, people. So, anyways, let's move on. I could I could spend a lot of time there. Let's go to the NFL trades. Um, I'm not going to go over all of them because I don't think they all have implications for this year. Um, one of them was Miami and San Francisco. Miami received Jeff Wilson in the trade in a 2023 fifth-round pick. And it was Jeff Wilson Jr. for a 2023 fifth-round pick. And honestly, that this just adds depth to Miami's backfield with uh, Mostert, 
Fantasy-wise, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Miami's just trying to gain some depth at the position because they have a history of having players that are um, hurt. Um, next trade, Calvin Ridley goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's interesting with this uh, trade is that the more involved Calvin Ridley becomes in the Jacksonville Jaguars, the higher the pick becomes. So right now it's just a fifth-round pick. Um, if he plays a certain amount of time, it becomes a third-round pick. If it's if it, they meet another expectation, it's a second-round pick. But if he signs a contract extension with the Jacksonville Jags, it ends up being a second-round pick next year or 2024, one of the other. Um, He's suspended for the rest of this year, so it'll just be interesting next year to see what happens with Calvin Ridley. The biggest trade, um, I think, was Bradley Chubb. So Miami received Bradley Chubb in a 2025 fifth-round pick, and Denver got Chase Edmonds, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2024 fourth-round pick. Huge upgrade for the Dolphins, but again, Because of the division that they play in, the Miami Dolphins are going to be playing for a wild card for years to come. They're never going to beat Buffalo for the division. I'm not saying they can't beat them on a game or two basis, but there's no way that Miami ever wins that division for the next five years. That division is Josh Allen's to lose. It could happen. You know, sometimes people get hurt, whatever. And actually, Bradley Chubb just... I just saw a message where he just signed a huge contract extension. So Miami is young. Miami is talented. They're going to be a team to watch in the future going forward, just not to outright win the division. The other big trade that I want to cover, there's actually two more. One, Chicago received Chase Claypool from Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh got a second-round pick. I'm a person, I'm a firm believer in Chase Claypool. I was listening to Field Yates. Um, in his podcast, and he didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Um, Matthew Barry seems to think that he's still going to be wide receiver number two behind um, Darnell Mooney, and I just don't, I don't see it. I maybe I don't know enough about Darnell Mooney. Uh, I think Chase Claypool becomes wide receiver number one in Chicago because of the offense that they run. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is going to come out and throw 35 passes a game. But I think it gives him a more reliable target to throw to rather than some of the other guys he's been throwing to. The most questionable trade, the most questionable trade was TJ Hawkinson getting traded from Detroit inside the division and goes to Minnesota. So Minnesota received TJ Hawkinson, a fourth round pick, and a conditional fourth round pick in 24. Detroit got a second-round pick and a third-round pick. I, because I watched a lot of Detroit Lions the last couple years, I am pretty high on Hawkinson. I think he's a top eight tight end in the league, probably top five. But here's the thing about tight end positions. You have Mark Andrews. You have Travis Kelsey. Those are a cut, a cut above the rest, top two. And then you have like tight ends like three through five or three through six that are eh, okay. But after that, you fall off significantly. The tight end position is becoming not as important unless you have a Mark Andrews, a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle. So to give up Hawkinson 
for a second round pick and a third round pick, I just don't see it. Especially inside the division, now you're going to have to play him twice a year. Whenever they play again, look for TJ Hawkinson to have a revenge game. I forgot about this trade, and we need to throw this out there. Um, the Baltimore Ravens got Roquan Smith. Chicago received a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. So, NFL trade deadline, it was the most active trade deadline um, in years' history. Some of those moves aren't that big of a deal. Some of them could potentially be changing. Uh, the Bradley Chubb is a huge for Miami's playoff hopes. Roquan Smith to Baltimore. But to me, what was interesting was the players that didn't get anything. So let's move on to kind of wrap up a little bit. This is going to be a short episode. Um, but I, I kind of just want to go through the NBA so far. I think we're about, depending on the team, 8 to 10 games in. So I just wanted to go through the stat leader so far, go through the standings, you know, what my first impressions are. Again, when I look at sports, especially with the sports that have longer seasons, um, my philosophy is R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Yes, you could freak out and you could, you know, say this, that, and the other and you know, blah, 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 blah. But the NBA season is a long season. The NFL season is a long season. So the teams that look sharp now may not look sharp then. The teams, the players that are leading in points per game or the defensive leaders or whatever may not be leading. I just look for trends and I look for things that happen week after week and are maybe foreshadowing what's going to happen. So the offensive stat leaders right now, again, these points per games will come down the longer the season goes. Of course, Luka Doncic right now, I told you guys he was my pick for MVP. He's leading the league right now with 36 points per game. Giannis is right behind him with 33 points per game. Uh, Kevin Durant is number three with 32.5 points per game. Shai Gilgis-Alexander from OKC with 31.5 points per game. And then John Morant with 31.4. Defensive leaders right now, Rudy Gobert is averaging 14, point, uh, 14 rebounds I'm sorry, per game. I'm interested. I have not had a chance to see Minnesota play, and, and that's where I've, you know, sometimes I've just got to make time to do it. I haven't seen how the Rudy Gobert cat uh, trial is going, um, but he's averaging 14 rebounds a game. Giannis at 12 rebounds per game. Uh, Vucevic from Chicago, 12 rebounds per game. Yusuf Nurkic from Portland, 12 rebounds per game. And Jared Allen with Cleveland, 12 rebounds. Um, The assist leaders right now, Chris Paul is leading the NBA with 11 assists per game. James Harden, we'll get there in just one second. At 10 assists per game, Trey Young with 9. Tyrese Halliburton with Indiana. We'll get there. Well, I want to talk about him here in just a second. He's at 9.4 and Luka Doncic at 9. Um, your block leaders, Brooke Lopez is averaging three blocks per game in Milwaukee. Right now, Steph is averaging 4.8 three-pointers made. Desmond Bain at 4.3. Kevin Herter with Sacramento at 4.1. 
in steals, OG Ananubi in Toronto with 2.9, Fred Van Fleet with Toronto at 2.5. Um, what I want to do too is let's just really quick um, see the NBA point uh, stat leaders. Right now, the uh, Pelicans and Suns are both tied with the best offenses in the league at 118.3 points per game. It's really close. Between between first place and 21st place is a separation of six points. So again, as the season goes on, these will kind of separate themselves and will kind of stretch out. Um, but right now, the worst offense in the league is the Clipper. The, surprisingly, the Clippers at 101 points per game, and then the Orlando Magic at 105. Right now, with three-point percentage, the Philadelphia 76ers are shooting the best at 41%, and the Lakers, surprise, surprise, are the worst at 26.7. I said about James Harden because it came out today um, on Thursday, November 3rd, that James Harden has suffered, um, I think it's an ankle injury, um, and he's out for at least a month. Um, that's That could be big for Philadelphia. And I said earlier, and I want to correct myself because I don't like to give you guys false information, Joel Embiid is not hurt. He is just suffering from a non-COVID-19 illness. So he's been out. He's missed a couple games. So no Joel Embiid. No, James Harden, the Philadelphia 76ers offense could be in trouble here for the next month if Joel Embiid misses any amount of time. The Sixers are one of the worst or one of the most boring teams to watch. Uh, I was texting my uncle one night when they were playing, and it's all ISO ball. It's either Joel Embiid ISO, James Harden ISO, everybody stands and watches, and James Harden cries and complains when he doesn't get a foul call. One of the to me, they're one of the worst teams to watch in the NBA right now. Um, the other person in the East that I think is really a, a great guy to watch, and he's he's up and coming, is Tyrese Halliburton for Indiana. He played for Sacramento, and then I think he was involved in a trade, and that's how he got to Indiana. Um, I'm not 100% certain on that, but I'm like 90% sure that he ended up in a trade to go to Indiana. He's really fun. He's a good point guard. He can score. He can pass. Um, just somebody to keep an eye on there. But as of right now, in so outside of the playoffs looking in, the Indiana Pacers, who we said we're going to miss, the Charlotte Hornets, I think I had them in. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, of course, they're 2-6. and six. We'll talk about them here in just a second because of Kyrie. Detroit Pistons at two and seven, and Orlando and Orlando at one and seven. Right now in the West, missing the playoffs are the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Kings, the Rockets. Let's go back up here and talk about uh, the Nets, and we'll finish with Kyrie. Uh, they fired Steve Nash. From what I've heard, it is a mutual decision for them to split ways. And the interesting thing is the coach's name that has come up is Ime Udoka from Boston. Yes, you heard that correctly. The coach from Boston that is suspended right now is the front runner to get that job in um, Brooklyn and could happen as early as 
um, Monday. The other name that I'm hearing is Quinn Snyder, who is the old coach for the Utah Jazz, who's also a great coach. I'm not quite sure how he ended up leaving Utah. Maybe he didn't want to be part of a rebuilding team in Utah, and he saw that's the direction they were heading, so he wanted out. But let's kind of shift here. I want to I want to end with Kyrie because it's just interesting. So let's shift to the West. So a couple interesting stories out of the West. My Golden State Warriors are struggling right now. Not sure what's going on. Um, they're averaging 117 points per game <clears throat> right now. And I'm just looking at these stats live with you guys. Like I said, I just kind of go off the top of my head. I don't have enough time throughout my day to kind of plan these out. You know, I just kind of go off the cuff. It may hurt me. It may cause people to not like the show, but it is what it is. Right now, the Golden State Warriors are second to last in defensive efficiency, allowing 121 points per game. Only the Spurs are worse. Uh, Golden State's allowing 121.3. San Antonio's allowing 121.6. So defense is the problem. And I'm not sure. Maybe it's just these young guys that are coming back. Clay is still on a minutes restriction. Um, Golden State will be fine. Don't worry about them. They'll figure it out. It They'll be fine. Right now, the Utah Jazz are playing out of their minds. They're playing really good at 6-3. and three. Memphis, they're, they're an interesting team because one game, they will absolutely kill teams and they will... They will do what they're supposed to do. And then they played Dallas, uh, the third game of the season, and they lost 137-96. to So this Memphis team is, is just, it's weird to me because one game they will, I mean, they beat the Knicks, they beat the Rockets, They lost to the Mavericks, but then they turn around and beat the Nets, beat the Kings, lose to the Jazz twice in a row, and then they beat Portland. So some games they're scoring 134 points per game, and then the next game they turn around and and score 96 and lose. So Memphis, still a team to watch. They're still a really fun team to watch, but right now, um, again, they're going to be fine. No need to worry or, or think that Things are going on in Memphis. Um, And my computer has wanted to move very slowly. Um, The other team that I think is quite interesting. And to me, it's... Here's the thing with what's going on in the NBA... And it's all, you know, some players get hurt, some players get held out. You know, it's, it is what it is. Sometimes you can't help it. But I think that some teams are more likely to keep players out and be precautionary. And of course, I'm talking about the Clippers. Kawhi, I drafted him in fantasy, um, expecting big things, expecting, not, honestly, I'm not sure what I was expecting. 
And then the Clippers come out and say Kawhi will not play in any back-to-backs to start the season, which I understand you're going to ease him back. But now he's missed like two or three games in a row. They've said he's going to miss the next two or three. What is going on with the Clippers? I mean, I understand. And and when we get to this point in in the playoffs, or and I can kind of reiterate this, I am not for in basketball. Let me preface this by saying in basketball. I don't like resting players because I am all about in the game of basketball getting into a groove. I'm all about staying in a groove. I'm all about when you're hot, you're hot. Um, Sometimes teams that are hot win playoff series. Look at what uh, the Dallas Mavericks did to the Phoenix Suns last year. Luka got hot. And the Mavericks beat them in the first round. So it is very early in the season. They've only played eight games. But if a player is healthy, if a player has the ability to play, I think you've got to play them. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Clippers. Like I said, their offense is at the bottom of the league at only 101 points per game. Their defense is really helping them out. But it'll be interesting to see in L.A. what happens with the Clippers. Now, let's go talk about Kyrie. Kyrie has now been suspended for five games. At least five games. For, I guess, failing to come away from the anti-Semitic thing that's going on. He came out with some comments. Some people wore some t-shirts to the game. So... The Nets and Kyrie both made an agreement to make a donation to a charity that whatever, whatever. I'm not I'm not gonna get into the politics of it. Kyrie then evidently made a tweet about the anti-Semitic comments. And it has since been deleted. I tried to find it. It has been deleted. But Kyrie has basically refused to come away from this anti-Semitic um standing or ideas or thoughts and so the the nets have suspended him they're saying for no shorter than 5 games which in the NBA comes down to about 2 weeks the brooklyn nets are a team that is so frustrating because they have such talent on their roster they have ben simmons who again has been holding out of games and they're saying a back or whatever. Now they have Kyrie who, and again, I was talking to somebody and I was like, man, Kyrie looks good. If you watch the Nets and you watch Kyrie when he was playing, he looked great. But they can't stop with the bull crap off the court in order to play basketball. Steve Nash ended up leaving the team. The Brooklyn Nets, and you can double down with dad right now, mark it down, The Brooklyn Nets are not going to be relevant at the end of the season in June. They're not going to be relevant if they can't stop the BS off the court. I am a person that thinks that when you're at work, you need to work. You know, you're you're not at work to promote nonsense that's going on outside the game of basketball. 
if you want to, um, for example, with the Colin with the Colin Kaepernick um, taking a knee during the anthem, I don't think that had a place at the game of football. Some people said he had the right to whatever, whatever. And here, here's my thought, and we'll move on. If you're at work, to me, it doesn't matter if you are. Christian, not Christian, if you believe homosexuality is okay, not okay, if you, whatever your personal beliefs are, that has no place in the workplace. Come to work, do what you're supposed to do, and then if you want to, when you're off the clock, if you're after practice and you want to go to a rally downtown and you want to have a t-shirt on and you want to post pictures and you want to do this, that, and the other, by all means, go ahead. But just because you're an athlete and you've been blessed with talent doesn't mean that you've been given the ability to put it in the game of football or basketball or insert sport here. So Kyrie suspended for five games, at least. I'm not sure what's going to happen. They may pay him to stay away from the team. From a comment I saw from the owner, they're saying that we have no room to tie him to our organization right now. We have no patience for it. It's not going to happen. So whether they're going to pay him to stay away from the team, whether they're going to try and trade him, you can't cut him. Whatever you do, Brooklyn Nets, don't cut him because then he's going to end up with the Lakers and it's just going to be a a disaster for everybody else. You can't cut him. If I'm them, I pay him to stay away from the team and you try to find a trade partner that's not the Lakers. They can't, they, the Brooklyn Nets will not win if they cannot stop the BS off the court. And that, that's kind of what I said about Russell Westbrook. He's not doing things off the court, but what's happening is that it is creating his play and the conversations that are going on are causing distractions. And those distractions can't happen. I want to wrap this up by telling you guys that I I am sorry for not having an NFL episode last week. But truth be told, staying home with Savvy is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Trying to balance your personal health, your mental health, your relationships with with my parents, with my family, with my wife, with Savvy, with our friends, it's a lot. So sometimes I just don't have the energy to create an episode. However, what I will do every week, and I didn't do it last week, but here's I am making this commitment going forward. If I have not released a new episode for the NFL that week, I will at least make my NFL picks. So what I will do is I will go on the, I have a Facebook page, the Double Down With Dad. It's the same logo as the podcast. I will go on there and I will make a post on my um, Double Down with Dad page as well as my personal page with my NFL picks every single week. That way, if I don't have time to make an NFL episode, you can at least see who I'm picking. We can at least keep up with that. My goal is to do an NBA episode every two weeks, maybe three weeks, just depending on what's going on. I wanted to get this episode done mainly because of the James Harden issue with the Kyrie suspension that came out today. And really, I just haven't had a chance to to talk about basketball yet, and we're, you know, a tenth of the way through the season already. 
So if you've made it this far, thank you guys for listening. I love you. Jesus loves you. You guys have a great week.